Good morning, church, and happy Mother's Day. You know, it's the one day of the year. Uh, this, this information is especially useful for new dads. Okay, it's the one day of the year that breakfast in bed and handmade cards are mandatory, okay? And dads everywhere are scrambling to make that happen, you know? Uh, man, we are so happy to celebrate mothers this morning. And regardless of what you might hear uh, outside these walls about motherhood and the virtues of motherhood, uh, there are a lot of mixed messages. As a church, we want to affirm that motherhood is a good and godly gift. It is, and it's worth being celebrated, made a big deal out of. But listen, we also understand, we're aware that Mother's Day may bring with it for some of you a range of complex emotions. Maybe your kiddos are all grown up and out of the house. Maybe your kiddo never arrived. Or maybe motherhood for you simply looks different than it does for most people. Uh, if you find yourself in any one of these situations or anything that's not, not mentioned up here, we, as a church, we want you to know that we see you and we want to come alongside you to, to uh, encourage you, to support you, and yes, to celebrate you. So happy Mother's Day to all of you. I want to spend a few minutes this morning, uh, I think I'm given seven. I want to spend a few minutes talking about the beauty of motherhood. Bill will then come talk about the legacy of motherhood, and Matt will talk to us about the charge of motherhood. Typically, when, when I think of the beauty of motherhood, and, and keep in mind that this is coming from a guy, right? So what do I know? What do I know about motherhood, okay? But I've been, uh, I have a mom. I get to see motherhood from the front row in Danny and the boys, right? How she interacts with them. And when, when I think of motherhood and the beauty of motherhood, I typically think of the ways that Danny is so loving and kind and compassionate and nurturing. And those are all beautiful things. In fact, in Scripture itself, as many fatherly attributes as there are of God, right? We also do find these gems, right, that describe God in, in motherly ways. Isaiah 49, 15 says this, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born, though she may forget? I will not forget you. Doesn't get any more tender than that. And, and Jesus on one occasion looking out over Jerusalem would say, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I've longed to gather you under my wings like a mother hen gathers her chicks. So we find these beautiful gems of God described in these motherly qualities. It's a good and beautiful thing to celebrate. But there is another aspect of that beauty that for me is striking. Motherhood is the most powerful job in the world, but it's often clothed in the most unassuming attire. Our moms don't sit in the White House. They sit in our houses. They don't fly on Air Force One. They usually drive a minivan, which sometimes is just as powerful, apparently. Okay? They, 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 they don't call attention to themselves. They run in the background often unnoticed, we're sometimes even unaware that they are there doing what they're doing, but their effects are felt in every aspect of our lives. Moms are foundational. I mean, from the moment a child is conceived onward, moms are foundational in the life of children, in the life of families, in the life of entire societies. I mean, consider the way a mama relates to her child, and especially how different that is from the way the dads relate. I mean, I see this again firsthand with my boys, okay? 
Mom is, mom is, is the center, is the treasure, right? Is the one that holds all of the love, right? So when there's a scrape me, Elijah and Micah don't come running to me as much as I might want them to sometimes, okay? They go running to mama, okay? She, she connects with them. She's, moms are designed and wired in, in, in a way that they are nurturing in, in a way that men simply aren't, okay? Dads simply are not the same. In fact, this connection that a child has with his mother is so important that study after study consistently shows that a child that's deprived of maternal attachment can suffer health problems, mental health problems, physical health problems, years after the fact if it's not addressed. That's how important this connection is. I mean, that's how important. Moms, there are no substitute for you in the life of your child. Even your adult children, children need their mama regardless how old they are. And consider the influence of a mama in a family. It's, it's often the moms that bring that human element into every situation, isn't it? They're the ones that, that gel and bond everyone together. I mean, dads, we, we, we tend to get caught up in, 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 in the what of life, right? We like going on, putting out all these fires, fixing all these problems that come up, but moms are attuned to what's unseen. And that's the heart. They're attuned to the who and the why of our lives. And so while we're running around like headless chickens trying to go from one thing to another, fixing and solving and all this stuff, moms see through all of that chaos and they see us. I can't tell you how often I see Danny do that. And then when I, when, when, when I see her just gently approach the boys, she'll sit down and, she'll, and, and they just come alive. They just open up. I mean, they just, that, that's a mama right there. Incredible blessing to the family. But it's not just within the family either. Consider mom's influence in our society, in any society. They are the first and most important teachers that we have. They're the ones that begin that education of inculcating these values that our societies are built upon. The leaders of yesterday, today, and tomorrow were all shaped in a fundamental way by their mamas. They teach these values like honesty and hard work and kindness. It all starts with mom. And just by virtue of the amount of time that moms spend with their children, moms, you hold the power of prosperity and destruction in your hands. Now listen, you may not think about motherhood in these ways. You, you may not even be aware of the power and the influence that you have in the life of your child, in the life of your family, in the life of our society. But that's part of what we're trying to do this morning is to bring that to the forefront, to remind you and to let you know that we see you in that and we appreciate you for it. We love you for it. And regardless of what the world may say about motherhood, there's a lot of devaluing motherhood going on. Listen, we want to affirm that as a good and godly thing, something that's worthy to be celebrated. So happy Mother's Day to you all. Uh, his name was Samuel, and uh, he, was a, he was the last judge, and, and he was a priest over Israel. And he served over Israel for about 40 years. And I want to let you know that the call and the life of Samuel was extraordinary. I mean, you remember uh, his call? In the middle of the night, the Lord spoke to him, and, and unfortunately, the, 
The, the thing he said to Samuel was difficult for Eli and his household. But what it did, it demonstrated the kind of person that Samuel was. In 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 19, it says this, The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up. If you go on down later on to verse 21, it says this, The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. And whatever we think about Jesus Christ, Samuel was that in the Old Testament. But here's what we need to realize about Samuel. We need to realize that before Samuel, there was Hannah, Samuel's mother. And Samuel simply lived in the legacy of his godly mother, Hannah. You remember Hannah, don't you? Hannah is the one who was barren, and she would go to the temple every year, and she would earnestly pray for, for children. And, and she made a promise, and she made a promise that if God would grant her a child, she would dedicate and devote that child to the Lord. And that, and that baby was Samuel. And whatever Samuel did in his life, whatever, however he was as far as a judge, a prophet, and a priest is rooted in the deeds and was demonstrated first in his mother, Hannah. Again, Samuel lived in the legacy of Hannah. If, if you look at this word legacy, it's this, it's something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor from somebody in the past. And today, here's what we're doing. Today, what we're doing is we're celebrating a living legacy. For some of you today, for some of you today, right in front of your eyes, right in front of your eyes is you are getting to experience a living legacy. Because you get to look at your mother and you get to see all the wonderful things about her. You get to see, you get to see everything that she does. And here's the word we would have for you today. Don't take for that for granted. Don't take that for granted. Don't take care that for granted, the living legacy that you're getting to experience at this moment in time. But for many of us today, and, and me included, uh, our mothers have passed. And Mother's Day can be, uh, honestly, a difficult experience. And even though we can't experience what, what I would call this living legacy, it, it doesn't mean that we don't celebrate the legacy that our mother gave us, right? Right? And even though we don't get to see all of what our mothers are doing today, it doesn't mean that they, they didn't imprint and stamp in our hearts a living legacy. And so today, part of the, this legacy talk is to tell you this. I want to encourage you to recall. I want to encourage you to recall your mother's life, your mother's love, your mother's faith. And for just a moment, just, just relish in all the wonderful qualities that your mother gave to you, the legacy that she gave to you. I want to let you know, this is a picture of my mom, and yes, that's me. 
I look just a little bit different. But that's my mom. Uh, her name was Phyllis. And um, there's a lot of things I remember about my mom. I want you to know my mom was a godly mom. She was a godly mom. I, I, I want to let you know that the Bible was something that was just around our house. It, it's just what we lived with. The Bible was just a part of just who we, are, who we were and are. I, I want to let you know that my mom, uh, church was important in our family. Can, can I just let you know that there was never, ever a discussion about whether we should be at church? <laughs> that was... There was no discussion about being at church. It, it was literally a part of our DNA as, as a family, right? It was a, it was a part of the DNA of who we were. I, um, my mom was a singer. I, I told this in the first service, but there's sopranos and then there's, how did I say it? O operatic. Is that the right word? Okay, operatic. There's operatic sopranos. And I want to let you know... Though my mom had no formal training and she just loved to sing, she was at that operatic soprano part. And, and i got to let you know that if I just close my eyes just for a second, I see her singing and I hear her voice. My mom was a hard worker. And, and part of the reason of, and the part of the reason that I have the work ethic that I do today is because of my mom. And these are just a, a few characteristics of her legacy that she passed down to me and my sisters. And for just a moment, what I'd like to ask this question is this. Um, what do you consider to be the legacy of your mother? What is the legacy of your mother? And... I wish that we could stop right now. I mean, I really do. I wish we could do. We're not going to, but I wish, wish we could. We could just stop right now and we all turn around in these little circles, these little pods, and we would just talk about the blessing and the legacy of our moms. We would get out of here till evening worship, but it'd be a cool time, right? It would be this wonderful time. And so... Today, at some point today, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Stop. Turn everything off. Put everything down. And just for a moment, think about the legacy of your mom. I've addressed those of us who have, don't have our mothers with us today, but there's another there's another group, another group of, of number in our audience today that I, I want to talk to you about. And I want to say some words to the people and to the, who are here today. And I want to let you know there's some in our number today that they did not have the privilege, nor did they have the opportunity to experience the beautiful legacy of motherhood. And if you're a part of this number today, I want to let you know, here's this, is that we hurt with you. And, and today is not a day of celebration for you. Today is a day of, of pain and a desire and a wish that we weren't even spending this much time on motherhood.
And it's because you didn't experience a beautiful legacy with your mother. And I began to think about this, and I, and I began to go, okay, so what, what message possibly could I give you this day? What, what, could I, what could I actually say to you that would hopefully change something of this unchangeable past that you're living in? And, and what possibly could I, could I say to you about this day of celebration when you wish we weren't celebrating? And And here's what I thought about is this. While we cannot change the past, we can navigate a better future. Did you hear that? While we cannot change the past, we can navigate a better future. And so, if you were a part of the number who did not have the privilege and the honor to be raised around a godly mom, here's what I would say to you today is this. Be a cycle breaker. Be a cycle breaker. Build a beautiful, godly legacy for those who will come and will come after you. Maybe let this Mother's Day be a beginning for you. Maybe let this be a positive change in a definition of what motherhood should be like. And instead of a day of painful memories, maybe this will, you'll create a day of memories of beauty and joy. And maybe instead of having a day of tears that it will be, you could create a... You could create... Memories of laughter and happiness. And again, those who experience painful mother, memories of Mother's Day, here's the thing, we're truly sorry and we wish it was better. But listen, let me end with this. Let this day be a hallmark day for you. Let it be a hallmark day for you. Let it be a day to build a better legacy. Legacy. Something transmission transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor from the past. She taught him all the attributes of greatness, the things he couldn't learn away from home. And by the time she wore the cover off, his, off her Bible, her little man, or her hair was gray and her little man was gone. There ought to be a hall of fame for mamas, creation's most unique and precious pearls. And heaven help us always to remember that the hand that rocks the cradle moves the world. Glenn Campbell released this song in 1987, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. If you're under 50, chances are pretty good you're not familiar with it. But if you're over 50, I'm pretty sure you probably are. But this song captivates and articulates well the influence that mothers have on the entire world. As Princeton pointed out, Mothers are at the heart of shaping and molding the lives of children from the day that they are born. The leaders of yesterday, today and tomorrow, all shaped by their mothers. But acknowledging the influence of mothers is not just the stuff of Mother's Day cards. Research repeatedly indicates that moms are where children of all ages are most apt to turn when it comes to spiritual matters. Look at some of these things. These results are a little bit staggering. Faith questions. 72% of the time, kids are apt to go to their mom. And it's moms that are encouraging church attendance. Look at that, 79% of the time. 
whether or not this is how it should be is immaterial at this point. This is simply how it is. The first thing that Bill noted, if you'll remember, about the influence of the legacy of his mother was her godliness. Mothers naturally have an overwhelming amount of influence on the spiritual formation of their children. And this isn't something new. This isn't something new to our time and culture. Scripture shows that Timothy was who he was because of his mother, so much so that Paul references this more than once. Take a look at 2 Timothy 1 and verse 5. Paul writes, For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelled in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am sure that it is in you as well. And over in chapter 3, he would say it this way, beginning in verse 14. He charges Timothy, he says, You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of knowing from whom you have learned them and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation. So, as we consider this, since mothers shape so much of the spiritual makeup of their children, a truth that is even demonstrated in scriptures, mothers really are the single biggest influence on the world. This influence flows out of things that mothers do naturally. So what can we learn from a mother's spiritual influence? How can Christian mothers channel their impact so that they are influencing their children in the most God-pleasing way, and how can we allow that influence to inspire all of the rest of us? And that's what we want to spend just a couple of minutes letting the Word of God charge us all with this morning. Back in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5, we see that Timothy's grandmother and mother, Lois and Eunice, were commended for their sincere faith that they passed on to Timothy. He wouldn't have been who he became without them. When mothers demonstrate a sincere faith in God, it is contagious within the entire family. And mothers naturally do this. This starts when the moment your children are born, you start reading them books, you sing to them, you sing with them, and you bring them to Bible class, and there is an entire spirit of godliness that surrounds Christian mothers' relationship with their children. Your lives are a walking example of a sincere faith. But where does this faith originate? Where does this faith that mothers are passing on to their children, where does it originate? And the answer is it originates in God's Word, which is another aspect of this charge. In 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15, Timothy's mother and grandmother clearly instilled an understanding of God's Word into Timothy. Now for us today, in our context today, this is especially important when the school years begin. Kids ask questions and mothers naturally have the answers. And when moms bring the Word of God into, these, into the context of these questions, it imparts upon children a practical understanding of God's Word, and it instinctively demonstrates that it contains all things pertaining to life and godliness. 
You Christian mothers instinctively do this. This comes out of you by nature. And it's a huge blessing as your children grow through adolescence and even into adulthood. Why? Because mom has the answers. Let's be real with ourselves for just a moment. We go to mom when we want some answers and when we need a heart-to-heart. Case in point, in, in my house, so this is especially true, because there are times when I walk in the room and, in, and Wyatt and, and maybe, maybe Wyatt and Sarah are having a conversation, and I step into it, and in my total inability to be self-aware, I'll say, what's going on? You know, and it's like, Sarah says, nothing, we're just talking. And, you know, it's at that moment that I finally realize I am not needed in this conversation, and so I will close my mouth and and let it go on. But the point is, mom has the answers. We need a heart-to-heart. She is where we go. And when mom brings God's Word into the context of these kind of questions, chances are much higher that a knowledge and a love for God's Word will be passed on. And I know that you Christian moms are doing this, and you probably don't even realize it. And so the charge is to, is to keep on. An understanding of God's Word ultimately leads to salvation that is in Christ Jesus. That's what 2 Timothy 3.15 alludes to. At the very foundation of salvation is discipleship a desire to follow Jesus. So the final part of this charge is where I believe you really make a lifelong difference as a mother. You see, as God's people, we really do desire to be like and follow Jesus. That's what we want to do. And there's no one better to model Jesus for our children than our mothers. And you certainly do it best. Now, obviously, dads must model Jesus. Ministers must model Jesus. Leaders must model Jesus. All of us are to be models of Jesus. But when you mothers do it, you are passing on discipleship to your children more than anyone else in their lives, and it doesn't go unnoticed. Your sincere faith and your wisdom from God's Word lay the foundation to be a model disciple, and may we all learn from that example. May we all learn from all of you mothers here at Sunset because you are providing a great example for us. You really do wield the most powerful influence in the world as a mother. Because of this, your purpose and your charge as a Christian mother is to keep on, to continue instilling that sincere faith, that understanding of God's Word and that model of discipleship to your children and all of us around us. So the charge today, keep on and know that you are not only an inspiration to your children, but each and every one of us right here. We love you, we appreciate you, and we are all better disciples because of you. As I look at all the mothers here, I am certainly inspired. But I'm also challenged to focus more of who I am on being the disciple that Jesus wants me to be. Perhaps you feel the same way. 
We offer our invitation today to provide a time to pray with you if you are struggling spiritually in any way or in any part of your walk with Jesus. But if you have never entered a relationship with him and become his disciple, you can put him on in baptism this morning and you can begin that journey. Whatever your need may be, we're here to help. So please come as we stand and as we sing.